0: Hey guys, for those of you that haven't joined us before, I'm John Harris, I'm a professional drummer and educator and best friends with me, Ben Jones. I am a professional bassist
1: and educator and over the last 15 years we've been working, laughing and living together, navigating the ups and downs of teaching in higher education and having a jolly old time
0: in the UK music industry. (laughs) This podcast is our way to open the doors of our friendship and professional lives to discuss all things music and life. Welcome to our podcast, Beats and Best Friends. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome back to Beats and Best Friends. We are on episode 10, the final episode of season one. I can't believe it. I
1: can't believe this is the end of the first season. That is amazing. And I'm in two minds. I'm obviously really proud and really excited for you, the listeners, to hear this. But I'm also really like sad. Like it, it has been the pleasure of my time coming here every Thursday to record this podcast. And
0: but I'm so proud of what we've done. So it's bittersweet. <laughs> it's bittersweet. <laughs> it's bittersweet. <laughs> Do you know what it's been? I was kind of thinking coming here today I was like it's it feels like it's over but we're only just getting started man it's I'm really yeah. excited to start season 2 and I kind of like these sort of like bursts of yeah ten, sort of 10 episodes and then we do a new season and stuff it's it feels it feels kind of right so yeah. basically today what we're going to be talking about is the whole process yeah. and that is the podcast behind the beat uh how we sort of created the company and yeah. also some of the joys and real challenges. And I think things that maybe we didn't foresee going into the product.
1: Yeah, and I suppose the key thing about this is that it's all under the label of working with your best friend. You know, it's not like we chose a company to come and do this for us. This was a passion project that was born out of our love of what we do. But we have definitely had some really amazing support along the way and we're going to address that later on and do our thank yous because there's a long list of people we want to thank but ultimately this has just been you and me doing this and like I have learned so much about well not just learned so much but I've got so much respect now for anyone out there who puts out regular content like it is such a huge amount of work and I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my time and I think oh, they're just obviously just bashing it out. It's so great. It must be so simple. We could do that. And then now I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> it is It is simple in terms of you do just sit down and talk. Like the, the actual bit of talking, not a problem. Could do that for the rest of my life happily. Meet you at this time. Sit down in front of a microphone and talk shit with you. Could do that for the rest of my life. But it's everything else around it. like. Well, I mean, we kind of get straight into it, but, like, we were there at yours a couple of weeks ago doing just edits for the videos for Behind the Beat. Yes. And just the time of editing a video down or understanding the ratio for social media stuff, you just don't see that work at the first time you're like we've done the videos that's a huge amount of work and it is a huge amount of work but then you're like okay so we'll just put you know we'll do a couple of teasers for each of them that'll be fine and then you're like oh my god this has taken seven hours just to cut down a few videos and then we've got to be happy with them and but again it's all part of the learning journey but i mean the key thing i'm taking away already at this is i could not have done this with anyone else I g- genuinely, I mean that. Did I don't I? think I could have done it with anyone else. So, what about you? What's your initial feelings as we come to the end of season so, one? I actually just wanted to thank you. Oh, um,
0: don't no, make mate, me cry. I, you know, I want to thank you. <laughs> I, I wanted to thank you for talking me down. <laughs> <laughs> Get, like, off ledge, yeah. Get off the ledge John. Get off the ledge. It's fine. There was like so there's there's two there's two moments that kind of come to mind. One was last weekend when we were going like basically Oh my so god, yeah. for those of you that are listening we're um we're getting ready to launch all the behind the beat stuff and that's the Patreon page, the YouTube channel and there's just so much content and we've you you're amazing at getting things organized like the OneDrive folders oh, and thank you, yeah. putting everything and it's just it's amazing. And I remember last week we were kind of putting everything together, and it was really annoying me. I, why Instagram <laughs> have finally decided to start putting everything in portrait rather than landscape, yeah. especially from a drum point of view? Yeah. Drum kits are really, really wide. Yeah, they're really landscape. So when we were trying to get, yeah. um, we were trying to get all the footage, and then obviously my girlfriend Claire, who works in marketing, came down. And she went, "You need to do it in portrait," and I was like. I saw your I, I, face. I love you, <laughs> but I, in this moment, I hate you so much. I was like, it looks fine. She was like, it really does. really you need to doesn't. do it this way. So we basically went on to, you know, all the sort of forums and yeah. found out how to do that. And we also sp- uh, spoke to Charlie who, um, so Charlie Tucker, who did all of our video editing. And, and logo well, I design. Mean, logo I mean, he's he everything. is like the creative visual yeah. The visual creator of behind the beat, so the, the reason know. that behind the beat looks the way it does <laughs> yeah. is because of Charlie and like his vision and he's yeah he's uh, he's the, he is amazing he's amazing. Um, so like I wronged him and stuff, and I was like, <clears throat> "Excuse me, dude, how do you do this?" And um, you just you you put your hand on my shoulder and you're like, "Mate, you can breathe, it's That's okay." Such I a like, I'm sense of your it was, <laughs>
1: It's so funny. I think like you know, one of the things about working with your best friend and working with anyone. Is that you have to recognize your your individual quirks. Like 100%. we all have our things, right? And I know you so well. I know what gets what grinds your gears. And I know that you have some serious buttons about certain things. Mm-hmm. And when we were doing the video stuff, I was like, he's gonna lose it now. Cause for me, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's working in I do a lot of admin from for the leadership stuff. So yeah. like you know, spreadsheets, Word docs, and a lot of it is just dead time. I'm just like, oh my god, that's taking me two hours, and no one's even going to read it. What's the point? But what it does make you do is go. That's just the process. You just have to do it. And and I remember you sort of just like you do this thing, and it's it's so funny and it's great because it's such a clear uh, sign for me. You just go really quiet, and I was and I could tell. I was like, oh, he's going to get really annoyed about this. And I thought, I'm going to be. I, the thing about a partnership is you are always together, but you you need to be strong for someone when they're feeling the pressure. And and likewise, they offer you the same. So I was like, right, I'm actually not stressed by this. This isn't stressing me at all. I'm super buzzed by it. I'm just thinking about that end content. You're like, if it isn't done now, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Which is amazing because actually I really appreciate that. Like I, you want it, you you know, your, your get up and go attitude is something that we both – share that feeling of let's move things forward. But what I enjoyed about that was like, I said, like, mate, it's going to be fine. Like, let's just take a second, have a little look. And do you remember what actually happened out of that? We came up yeah. with a totally different idea to make the, the, the landscape videos work. And actually I loved what we came up with. And we never would have done that yeah. if we'd originally had what we needed. And I think... There's something in this whole process for me about creative problem solving. Like, I really believe this in life, that if you come across a problem, there is a solution somewhere, but you are going to have to go look for it. And also, it may not give you the thing you started off with, but it will give you something that you actually do want and are proud of at the end. It's What's that quote from Rolling Stones? You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes just might find you get what you need and i think that's great you know so that sort of attitude has been the unspoken mantra of what we've been doing it's like making it work finding the the
0: ways around it yeah i think the the two things that have stuck out for me in this whole process is accountability oh i love that right and Basically, if you want to do something like this, I think you have to be so obsessed yeah. and involved; otherwise, it won't work. Yeah, and I think for, for me, what you've allowed me to do is is be accountable for the kind of the workload, right? So you're yeah. all very good at kind of being like, right, we've got this to do. And I'm like, cool, oh, sweet, we'll do it. And You're like, no, but when are we going to do it? Yeah, uh, when's the date? Yeah, and uh, you know all the sort of charts you put together. And I've really appreciated that because I'm like, do you know what? Oh, shit, I've I've got to do this this week because that's the day. That's what I said I'll do. So I've got, so for example, this weekend, I've got to, well, tomorrow actually, I've got to mix the last stems and then we're done. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing ticked off the list. Whereas if I didn't have that chart, I'd probably be like, ah, I'd do it next weekend. Totally. So that accountability. And I think it's nice when you do it with, you know, in in a partnership because you're accountable for for each other yeah and I think as well sort of being obsessed with something this is all I've thought about yeah since we since we really started getting into it and it's also evolved into something that we yeah you know, completely, absolutely. completely yeah, different totally for me it's I'm so proud of what we've done and what it's kind of changed and evolved into I think if I wasn't you know as into it I would have Ages yeah. ago, because oh, me too. It, it's been really tricky yeah. at some points. But I'm like, we can do this. This is what I want to do. You know, let's let's problem solve and get through it. But I think if I wasn't, if I didn't have that obsession, I think I would have been like, oh, I've got other things to do. Yeah. And this would have taken a back seat. Yeah, totally. I think
1: it's interesting that you call it obsession. For me, it feels like commitment. So, okay. like, commitment is my word at the moment. Like, I'm thinking about commitment a lot and that. The great thing about commitment is that failure is baked in, right? So, basically, you can do something and it not go well, but as long as you're up for showing up again and trying tomorrow, or even trying the next, the next minute or whatever, that commitment is what gets stuff done. So, like, we are, realistically, a year and a half later... And we said we were going to be with yeah, behind the beat. True. Now that is a huge amount of time, and in some ways, you could look at that and go, "We failed." Yeah, we said we were going to do this in 2021. We were all ready to go. Was it
0: 2021?
1: Well, we, I think we it was it was around 2021. Yeah, end of 2021. Wow. I think we were looking at a, a Christmas sort of release. I completely forgot about that. But things happen. Life gets in the way. We had, you know, you had your injury. We had all yeah. of these things, right? And. Also, for additional context, it's not like we sit around twiddling our thumbs just doing this. We've both got basically full-time teaching jobs at the moment. We've got our professional careers we're running alongside. We've got our family and our friends, and this alone is a huge amount of work. Yeah. But if you put that back in, I always think about those stories about like the um, you know, the CEOs and all these people who are like high functioning individuals, you know, the 5am club, that sort of stuff. And I thought there's a real um, power in commitment with this, because if you are committed to something, and I think what you're describing as obsession, I am experiencing as commitment. And I think we're coming at it the same thing with different labels. I'm committed to this project in the way that if it goes wrong, I just want to keep going. And that obsession is kind of what you're describing, yeah. which is like, you're just all you want this to do is succeed, you, yeah. or you just want it to move forward. And I think, like, what's really great about us is that we've had to navigate so many different parts of our friendship and relationship anyway because of our jobs. So, you know, we spoke about this on a previous episode, but like at ICMP, I'm essentially your boss. Yep. And that's like a whole layer of management structure. So we navigate that. On certain gigs, I'm the band leader. On other gigs, you're the band leader. On when inquiries come through for certain bands, you're the you know you're yeah. the lead contact. It, it, it's we have all these things, and then of course these things can flip on like a minute. So we'll come out of a management conversation about like module reports or something, and what? then the next minute we're back to being best friends yeah. down the pub having a drink, and it's like those things allow you. Well, first of all, you have to find a way to get around that. So that's really important. But then they also allow you to have this additional sort of layer to your friendship where you start to find out people's work ethic. For example, we know that there are lots of our friends who we'd never go into business with, and it's not against them or anything, but you know your friends, you know your people, and actually you think, oh, maybe that wouldn't work together. And what we found, or certainly this is what I found working with you, is that underneath our friendship, we are the same person in terms of work ethic. And, and I think about like that, like when, here's a good question. When did you first work for money ever in your life? What age? Oh, it was young. I had a paper round. Bang. There you go. I knew. See, I have never <laughs> asked you this. And I knew you were going to say that. Rounds. 13. I was 13, I think. 13 or 14. Yeah, I think I was as well. And there's like a local, um, there's a local paper. I don't think it's there anymore. It used to be called The Star. And it was the first time I ever had a job. And I was like, I want to get some money. You yeah. know, I want to had some money for Christmas to buy people presents and my own money, that sort of stuff and had a paper round. And it was awful. I absolutely hated mate, it. Was it. Fucking I miserable. hated it. It was
0: in the dark yeah. in the wet. Yes, had to exactly. pack all the own things in the pa- like all the adverts in oh, the papers. I mate, fucking it's exactly hated
1: this, it. Is exactly the same? So you and I and you are used to, born used of to that. Get, you used
0: to get paid and you used oh. to get
1: paid like 5 quid. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible money. But there is something about not you just do it. You're like mm. but, but I have to do this. Like I want to work and this is how the world works and you work and you get paid and you know not to be like neo sort of capitalist about it but like I understood that that's how the world worked and I think one thing that I find very difficult with people is if their work ethic doesn't align with mine my my level of respect is tied to someone's work ethic most of the time if someone if I work with someone and they are not up for putting any work in and they just expect it all to happen or or someone else is going to cover it I can be friends with them, but they'll always be in a a certain box for me because it's like, I can't, I can't really trust you. Why would I trust you? You're not willing to put yourself out there. And I think with you, I know that you will be the same as me. And that's a huge thing because it's like working as another version of yourself. So that for me is like that commitment. I see that in you all the time because I've seen it in you ever since we met through
0: music. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah, because it's not—it's not just like you say. It's not just all the ICMP stuff. It's not this. It's like all the gigs. Yeah. You know, all the rehearsals we've been to, and everything kind of you know encompassing of music. And it's we we're we're always there at the gigs, setting up, putting in the work. Yeah. And you know, driving to the arse end of nowhere yeah. and doing that. We've done that together, so I totally get it. And I think the one thing I've really appreciated through this is that from the start. We've always, there's never been something that we've set out to do that we haven't done. Correct. And it might let you say these things sometimes take longer than you think. But when we said we're going to do something, every instance it's been done. It's been completed. And we've ticked that thing off the timeline. And if it hasn't been done, we've worked, then maybe there's been an issue. We've worked at that issue and we've done it. And it's like, I think... Going back to what you said about respecting people that put content out there, this has given me the next level appreciation for people that do that, and whether that's uh YouTube videos or podcasts or audio books or whatever yeah it's it's just incredible, and like you say, it's everything around that that I think I've sort of struggled sometimes yeah. because it's been challenging, but also I've loved it because. I've really enjoyed seeing it all come together. Yeah. Like when we, I think before last weekend, when we were putting the final touches towards everything, I'd kind of forgotten about what we'd done <laughs> yeah. because we've been <laughs> so in like-, like admin and like getting all these things done. Yeah. And then we re watched the videos that we're going to launch on Behind the Beat. And we started mixing we the podcast. Which were filmed two years ago. Two nearly, years ago. Which is now, Looking back on our different haircuts and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. look, at Two years younger. Yeah. But looking back and going, do you know what? I'm still yeah, I so proud yeah. of this. And I just can't wait now to show everyone the backing tracks we've recorded, the podcast, the videos, the charts that we've done, and then hopefully start this behind the beat and beat some best friends community yeah and the kind of beta testing and stuff that we've already done and also the people that we've had on the podcast which we'll thank later yeah seem to really feel like they're part of something and if that's the thing we get out of this then our job is done because absolutely one thing i really want from the podcast and behind the beat is just that sense of community and people talking about music and rhythm sections and celebrating each other and networking yeah all that stuff, if we can achieve even a, a small part of that, yeah. I'll be a happy man.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think there is there is a book that I highly recommend to anyone listening if you haven't checked it out. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one thing that he speaks about a lot, on I've heard him on various podcasts and stuff talking about this, but the difference between um, sort of momentum – And actually, pause, I've forgotten it completely. (laughs) So one thing I can rec... uh, No, fuck off. (laughs) So there's a book that I would really recommend to any listeners out there that... I've been sort of drawing from a lot through this process and that's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear Um, and it's a fantastic book obviously about habits and how they sort of um, show up in our lives and how they limit you but also help you to achieve things and he talks about the difference between motion and action or momentum and action and being a creative I think ideas come so easily as a creative, you're constantly thinking of ideas. And, and as a musician, you're constantly thinking of ideas. So having ideas is not hard. You know, Anyone could come up with an idea, right? But taking that idea and turning it into action mm. and getting a system in place that supports it, that actually sets it up for success... That has been the biggest thing for me with Behind the Beat, because we so could have just gone, wouldn't that be great? And then it would have gone nowhere. And for a lot of people, that's what happens because of the workload. And the way you said about um, you really appreciated like my sort of management of the OneDrive and all of those things, that's systems to me. So all of it is systems. So James talks about this in his book, but you don't, what's his quote? You don't rise to the level of your goals or your ambitions. You fall to the level of your systems, which means it doesn't matter how good your idea is. If you haven't got a system underneath it to actually support it and make it work, it's never going to get there. And one thing I'm super grateful for, for the, obviously my leadership um, role and all of that admin stuff I've learned is that systems are the key to everything. So, To make this work, for example, this podcast, you have to be ready to commit to a time slot every single week. week. And nothing takes out, you know, other than like health and family stuff, nothing takes that spot. And I think diarising things and all of that commitment to your diary, commitment to your word, commitment to your um, times that you're going to do something, that has been the biggest thing with behind the beat. Yeah. We never move dates unless they are completely unavoidable. And we're like, but that's in the diary now. So that is happening. Yeah. And it's, you know, we know from working with people in the industry that dates move all the time. Rehearsals are booked in. Oh, I guess moved. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. we've just had that in the diary. Like we know that, that flexibility and that kind of flippancy is really big in our industry. But when it's your money and your time and your effort on the line, you want to work with someone who gets that. And that has been the biggest thing for me is that I know that if we say we're going to do something, you're not going to pull out. And same for me, like I'm not going to stop it. And I think that without that, we, well, we could have done it, but it would have taken us five years yeah. just because we had to take little bits, little bits of time, you know, we had to go, right, we're we going to have to get it done in that time. And, you know, if we think about when we filmed the second half of season one, so we did the pilot, that was the John Mayer trio stuff. And we did that in, I mean, we went in there green as hell in terms of filming. I think poor old Charlie, bless him. Like we really, you know, we really threw him a hospital pass on that one, but like even that. So the first time we filmed, it took us what best part of six or seven hours to do one episode. And an intro video that we're going to change, which we'll talk about in a minute, about changes. But like, and then the next time we filmed, we did three episodes in the same time. One day, yeah. And it just shows that systems, commitment, like that's what makes stuff happen. And when you look at people who are successful, and I'm not for a second saying we're successful, but when I look at people who are successful, I think, yeah, you've got... There's so many systems in place underneath you that are allowing you to do that, and I think that's that's a really big thing about how this has progressed.
0: Yeah, I feel for me, we've got the foundation now, and I think with any new idea or design, yeah. it's first of all kind of getting it off the ground. Oh yeah, and like you're sort of saying about the systems, now that everything's organized, we've got like the Patreon page is up, the YouTube channel's up, everything is there, now we can just add to it. Yeah. Because what took the time actually, which I kind of didn't really see, was setting everything up. Like yeah. getting the Patreon page up, oh making sure, you know, all the pictures are up on there, making sure the, bio, like writing the bios, um, uploading all of the videos into the YouTube yeah. channel for the little sh- uh, YouTube short videos. Like 75 gig of ages. content up on our drive, man. Yeah. Like- and then like editing down all the shorts on Final Cut and, just all this stuff that you—it's like, well, let's just make some videos and do some backing tracks. Okay. Okay. So then, when we were doing the backing tracks, it's obviously a day for me in the yeah. studio, you know, day for you. Yeah. And it's—it's it's doing all this sort of stuff, and I—I I don't think when we started that I actually kind of maybe thought about what this was ever going to be, and I think the beautiful thing is that this has changed so much from when we first set out to do this. Yeah. But in the most beautiful way, in the most organic way, to the point where we're our intro video. So for behind the beat, when we recorded the first lot of videos, yeah. we did this video, which is basically like, Welcome to Behind the Beat, this is what we do, blah, 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 blah. And we were doing the videos last weekend and I I watched the video back and I was like, mate, <laughs> hey, we can't use this. This is literally <laughs> the first video that everyone will see when they come and like see what our company's yeah. about. And it was, it was the most sterile fucking thing. Oh my thing, God, was it? we were so, so wooden. Like, Hi, my name is John Harris. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Bit. It was just woeful. And you were like, you're being serious. I was like, mate, watch it. Yeah. And what we've now you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to feel like when people listen to the podcast and stuff, they have a bit of a laugh. Or oh, they know, wouldn't
1: recognise us on no. the podcast if they saw that video. They'd be like, that's another two people. Exactly,
0: and it's, it's because I feel like now we've kind of found our stride and we've got stuff that we want to talk about and when yeah. we're teaching and stuff, we've got things that obviously we want, we want to deliver. But at the same time, we're like, I think what Behind the Beats kind of, you know, uh, evolved into and in also the podcast is like, let's talk about some topics, but let's have an absolute laugh. And it's, yeah. it's a fun... It's, it's like a fun place to be. And I feel like with that intro video, it just sounded like we'd gone into a, a lecture and we were basically, and it's, so we're re-recording that now. And I think that's the beauty of it is we set out to do something and it's organically evolved into something that I'm really proud of. And I think I would have been proud of anything that we've yeah. done, but I'm, I'm really proud of this. And it's, yeah. it's something that I never kind of saw happening and I'm really glad we're changing that intro video. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm going to delete that. No one's ever going to see it. And obviously, Charlie did such an amazing job. It's just our delivery. It's just it's just not us we anymore. We would just... Ex- exactly.
1: That's the thing. And it's like, it's not a problem. It's because, actually, it's a testament to the work we've put in since then, where we go... You know, and this is the thing. Like, obviously, you're listening to this podcast now and whenever we released it. But, like, everything's done at this point but it's just sitting here waiting to be released so you know we we press go on the launch date and obviously this podcast is much later now but you're sort of listening back in time and that even that headspace really messes with me sometimes I'm like wait so we're recording this podcast talking about current events today which is true and we are but actually our listeners have just started listening to stuff that is too, like it's really hard to get your head into that space. And I've definitely understood now how people on other podcasts address that. And it's a really smart move, but I kind of love it. Like the podcast has been, well, the podcast was the game changer. That's what changed everything for us. And it was like, when we think about behind the beat, the idea of behind the beat was community. We just never said it. What we were trying to design was community but we never said it yeah. we just thought it was videos we mm-hmm. thought oh you know let's do some rhythm section stuff that people don't get anywhere else and we're you know we're good enough to do it let's go and put it out there and then of course as kind of it evolved and we went out on the road for that first beta testing thing and we sort of looked around and there was an energy in those yeah. rooms and i remember i can't remember the name of the student but when we were at um, rncm in manchester and he came up to us and said I've seen so many masterclasses with great people, but I just never really took anything away from it. Like, what you've got here, like, I think he said something like, oh, it made me feel included or something. I thought, oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, we've gone to A really here. interesting sort of vibe there. And I thought, okay. And then as we, and I think it is all to do with the teaching. It yeah. all comes from teaching is having those experiences with people. And, of course, now... All, we, all we're doing is widening the experience. It's still the same thing, but we just want to get more people involved. And, and that is the, the essence of community, isn't it?
0: And I, th- I think kind of leading on from that masterclass comment, I'd say that anyone that's listening, if you have an idea with a friend yep. or with a work colleague mm. and you want to put it into motion, do it. Yeah, do it. It'll be hard. It'll be hard work. It'll be a lot of work, but what you'll get out of it in the end and I think what the biggest and most exciting thing for me now is like the tour we did I think people can see that we are best mates yeah. and we play together yeah. and I think the thing that's really exciting is that when people come to the masterclasses or they you know come onto the Patreon page or the YouTube channel they'll be able to see that and they'll be like do you know what I've got a best friend that plays bass yeah. or I've got a best friend that plays drums or guitar or whatever and I think what I'm really excited to see is hopefully the community building and people like playing together again. Yeah. You know, we I remember talking to our students on the first year of the Beamers at ICMP last week, and myself, Ben, and Adam Goldsmith have been getting into our LPW classes a little bit early. Yeah, uh, on a Wednesday morning, and we were talking to Adam the last week, and he was like, "Chaps, like this has been yeah. the highlight of my week for." The, the start of this year yeah and um i was like me too like really has and we just get into a room and we play and we just literally we start off with an idea and we see where it goes and it ends up turning into chaos yeah which I, it's I great laugh. it's brilliant and then all the students kind of walk in and it's kind of watch the end of our performance and stuff and it's it's really nice and what it's kind of made me uh kind of think and feel is that you know you need to get into a room and just play with people. And we asked the students, like, do you do this? And a lot of them were like, no, it's like, why not? Like, this is really cool. And I think we should encourage this, you know, like with Nick as well in the trio, I think the, the, that that's turned into what it has because we just get in a room or when we're on gigs, we just play and we feed off each other's energy and we have a good time. And that's where that trio, that organic sort of playing with Nick has, has, has sort of evolved and come from. And it's, I, I just think with this company, I just want people to play together again because yeah. I feel like social media, everyone's very, you know, on their own. Yeah, and super playing insular, to back and totally. or Playing on their own in the studio, you know, and it's like, let's let's get together and do some videos together with other musicians again. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Totally. I couldn't agree more. And I think
1: when you're saying that about Nick and Adam and, and uh, you know, those people that we work with, I think one of the things that, going into business with someone rightly or wrongly, but you can understand why. The biggest fear is trust. Yeah. What if they screw me over, right? Mm-hmm. Or what if I learned that I don't like them very much? Or what if something, you know, what if something happens? And I think one of the things about playing with Nick, playing with Adam, playing with our friends in that way, what you get is trust. Like, and that trust allows you to take risks and to play in different ways. So like we were jamming on Wednesday morning and I think I came up with just like one uh, one bar or two bar idea and all I played for about four and a half minutes was that idea over while you and Adam just kind of went crazy. And I sat there, or stood there (laughs) playing and I was just thinking, God, this is so much fun. I feel absolutely no pressure to impress. I feel no pressure to do anything And I'm just listening to two of my friends playing music and I'm a part of it, but I'm also listening to it because I'm not so terrified of playing something that I can't do. And like just that kind of psycho connection through music is why you play with humans, not backing tracks, because there's something in that. And I completely echo what you say. Like if you're out there and you want to start something with a friend or something like do it and be prepared to commit to it. Because the problem with these things these days is that the attention span of so many people is so short, myself included. Mm-hmm. I completely put myself in that camp. So you are on to the next thing. Your phone goes and WhatsApp's there and there's a gig or, you know, you're doing something for your family or you're doing something for your job. Like, Distractions will always come, and they come thick and fast these days. But genuinely, if you commit to something, things happen, and it's that—that's what he's talking about, James Clear, in terms of motion and action. It's like you can get momentum on something, but so what? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, the, the the great example he uses is like fitness, right? So what do you do? You get you go on Amazon or wherever, and you get your your new. Um, clothes for the run, the trainers, you research everything, you think this is gonna make it happen. You've still got to go running though. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like (laughs) you can get you can get so into the conversation, oh, we could do this and we could do that. And it's like, yeah, but you are, you know, you're gonna actually have to do one of those things before this actually starts happening. And I think with behind Mm. the B and everything we've done here and this podcast is such a testament to that, it's just income you know moving forward in small increments. Yeah. So there's always action. So there is motion and there's loads of momentum and we're excited about it. But every week we're like, and we've done this and we've done that. And that's there. And that's another tick in the box. And I think going forward, that's only gonna get bigger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but say that's what she said. I <coughs> that's just what have she to say said. It. We just have to say it for the office fans out there. That's how you break. That's how you break. Uh, A little pause. emotion. I just couldn't do it. I'm Sex. too. I'm. Too, it's. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that episode so much. Do you remember, And today, when I told you that uh, Carol
0: yeah. is his wife
1: in real life,
0: Nancy. I love it how we've just gone off on an office
1: tangent. Right, but it's anyone amazing. who anyone who knows us will know yeah. that that's that's how we roll. But yeah, I think that thing is really important. Like it's just. There is so much out there vying for your attention these days and it is relentless and it's hard to then go, so what do I do?
0: How do I move forward then? Do you know what, so that kind of what springs to mind with that is there's a few things in life at the moment that make me feel present. Oh, I love it. Um, One is Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, good start. Tick that off the yeah, list. She'll be pleased. She'll be very <laughs> pleased. But we, when I when I go home to Claire, we usually put our phones in a box in nice. the evening, and we're like, we you know we we chat, we listen to music, we cook and stuff like that, and it's like our time to kind of hang out because obviously you know we both both work and yeah. you know sometimes we have stressful jobs and stuff, and um, so it's it's nice to kind of get together and like reconnect. And I, f- I feel like if my phone's there, I just no ugh, totally just end up sitting you know subconsciously sitting on your phone. So Claire's one. Um, playing music. So when I'm like properly in the zone, so whether I'm like at my studio or playing with you guys or on a gig, if I'm really feeling it, I'm properly, I don't think about anything else apart from playing the drums. Um, another one is exercise. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of running and stuff and a lot of swimming, like, especially when I'm swimming, I think maybe the sense of being underwater. Yeah. Kind of, I shut off a like lot of sensory the world, deprivation sort of thing. 100%. Yeah. So that's another one. And mate, this, yeah. being in this room, especially the podcast and also, um, I suppose, creating content for behind the beat and stuff, not so much because we are on our laptops and phones yeah. and stuff. But this, being in this room, I just forget about everything. I know, it's crazy. And it's been a massive, like really cathartic um, experience for me, like super, uh, like peaceful yeah. Actually. Totally. And just being able to talk with you and and like also have a laugh, reminisce, oh, yeah. get slightly deep, yeah. um, celebrate, talk to other musicians, like all the guests we've yeah, had the on. Guests have been amazing. It's been it's been like the absolute highlight of my week. It's a privilege
1: to be able to do this, and I think like I definitely want to take a moment to acknowledge that privilege because it's like it's not available to everyone and it's just such a joy to be able to do this sort of work. And, and, you know, that's why we're so committed to kind of bringing voices in to elevate them above our own and to give people that sort of platform and stuff. You know, we're so into that. And again, it comes from teaching and meeting students and wanting to, to give them as much as you can, because that's, you know, you're there to give back. That's the kind of the heart of an educator is to learn yourself, but give back to your students. And what's the phrase? Send the elevator down again. You know, it's that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you on that. The presence thing. It's, I. It's funny actually. Last week I started working out again because I really noticed that there was a part of me that was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be 36 this year, and you know, not that that's old, but I've got to start being aware that health is important, very important, and I get a lot of buzz from that. But the one what thing, are you, um, what are you doing? i I'm, I'm mm. actually, so I did loads of hit over lockdown, as you remember, because yep. we did it together uh, with Nick as well. That was, I mean, that feels like 10 years ago. It's only like two hey, or three years zoom, ago. Zoom, Zoom hit yeah. sessions. Yeah, crazy. So I got into that for a really long time. I think I did about a year and a half of that and really got into it. And then I fell completely out. And I was like, I just don't want to do it. So I've started to do kettlebell workouts because ah. Hannah, my partner, does kettlebell workouts. And um, I thought, I want something different. I've never done that done obviously like dumbbells and stuff in the way and weight training and stuff. But I thought oh, kettlebells are cool. That's at home. I can do it at home. So, and I did it last week, basically couldn't walk, walk for four days. So that was, that was really funny because my legs were so screwed, but I was like, yeah, I'm into this. I really enjoyed it. And it was, again, time flew by. I was just so present with it. Um, but the, the one thing for me outside of all of those things that you mentioned, which I completely agree with is cooking. Ah, Cooking is one of my favourite things to do other than playing music. Because actually, I see it exactly the same as writing songs and arranging material. Cooking for me is just, I love
0: it. You are a very good cook as well. I very much Ah, enjoy coming around your house and being (laughs) wined and dined. Well, I was trained well. I think that's the key thing. Like, you know, the way that I
1: learned a lot of passion about music and stuff from you and all the people that I've worked with over the years. I learned cooking from a very, a very good friend who unfortunately haven't seen for a very long time, but at the time was a very good friend um, who I lived with in London. When I moved to London, Tim, who was my boss when I worked at the pubs, when I moved to London when I was 18 and he was a chef Yeah, and we lived together. And every single day he would tell me something about food. He would be like, and he would be so into it. Like we lived on Tower Bridge Road, so we were around the corner from Borough Market. So every it was Saturday we'd go to Borough Market. He'd show me the produce. He'd be like, this nice, is what you're looking fresh. for. And then he'd take it back and he'd go like, this is how you're going to cook uh, a really good roast dinner. This is how you make chips. This is how you. And I was just like, this is so cool. So when I cook now, I'm like, there is a lot of passion in cooking from him. And I think like that is a that's a part where I'm very present. Mate, all nice. I care about is like, what's it gonna look like
0: at the end when I serve it to someone and
1: I see them take that first bite? It's like, oh yeah, yeah,
0: that's mate. nice, that's nice. It's, it's something very satisfying. We've been we've been cooking a lot recently, mm. and it's um, I bought some two very very nice uh, cooking knives. Oh, gotta, cook, gotta have a good knife, mate. Love it. It's all about it, just like glide yeah. through whatever you whatever you're cutting. Yeah, and um, it is nice. Like get a little glass of red and just oh, get your cook on. Love it. Like, it is nice. It's something very satisfying at the end where you've like cooked a nice yeah. dish. And it's just like you've there. nurtured
1: your body. You've put mm-hmm. good food yep. in your body by your own hand.
0: There's got to be some like you know old
1: school DNA stuff there about you know hunter gatherer mm-hmm. feeding yourself, nurturing yourself. I I have said to so many people, but I'll say it here: like if you've ever thought about getting into cooking, give it a go. Like there, it is such a useful skill, and it's really not hard. No, to, it's to get not. the basics down, it's really not hard. It's also
0: if you so much cheaper depends as well, you, yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. It depends what you get, but it is cheaper. Like, if you if you kind of think and you're you're clever about it, you can might make a really fresh meal with not a lot of money, absolutely. Big batch cooking as well. Yeah. Like, but yeah,
1: no, it's presences where we started with that, and I, I think I totally share that. But I wanted to throw
0: cooking into the mix, um, mate. I was gonna say, yeah, go for it. I think what we should do now is say our thank yous because yeah, we've absolutely. got a long list. And basically, if your name is mentioned now, we are so grateful, myself and Ben, for everything you've done uh, for either the podcast or Behind the Beat. And your involvement like has just been the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And also, I think what we need to acknowledge as well with these thank yous is... A lot of these people did it for free. Absolutely. And, you know, some people, obviously, for the bigger projects, we we paid, obviously, because there's a lot of work. But, like, for example, all the guests came yeah. on and just did it for the love of it. Yeah. Um, Nick and Adam recorded. So Adam recorded the guitar for the intro for the podcast. Yeah. And Nick recorded all the keys parts. They both did it for free. Yeah. And we just really appreciate everyone's effort Time and also love. Yeah, really, showing absolutely. Showing us a lot of love. So, if you if you're mentioned now, I don't think we've forgotten any names. If we have, we're sorry, but I don't think we have. Um, I think we've got everyone there. So, Ben, read the list. Okay, so it's almost like the honours list of the
1: year. Uh So, yeah. So from the top, obviously Nick Very who is our long-term other third, what's it, third leg of the tripod. Oh, the tripod, yeah. yeah. So our wonderful Nick Very, who did the keys for the intro, but also has appeared in many of these stories over this season. And you probably know him and feel like you know him. And I think we'll have him on season two. So you'll get to hear the voice behind the legend that is Nick. <laughs> uh, so Nick, Adam Goldsmith, um, one of our newest friends, really, actually only got to start to work with Adam sort of this year and, He's just been such a joy to work with and anyone in the scene knows Adam and his work and a fantastic player and just also one of the funniest person
0: I people even I've I've met. He god, he makes us laugh. Yeah. Just a little if Adam, if you're listening, just a little in joke, mate. Um I hope you've got your gloves on. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: Make sure those gloves are on, mate. Um, and then obviously our wonderful students and I think, you know, as much as we felt it was a great opportunity for them to come on and do the podcast, it takes a lot to be with sat in the room with your tutors and sort of know that this is their project and their thing that they're building and, and be invited into that space. And they were so, not only did they take it seriously, but they brought all of their personality to it. They weren't, it's a lot to sit down and press record with someone. And I think, you know, I was just so proud of every single one of them and so grateful to hear their stories it you feel like you know your students but you ask them a question in this setting and then they suddenly share all these things and you're like oh god i feel like i know you even better now and i can actually be a better educator for you so yeah so in no particular order we want to say thank you to beth brackenbury and tay grace harvey who were on um one of our episodes andy green and tabs banyasad who were on one of our episodes sylvia fado and jim okasanya who were on one of our episodes, and those were our guests. So we were very, very grateful for them. Now, in any other sort of team, you also have all these incredible people supporting you, and we just want to say a big thank you out to a couple of people. So Cam Shand, who works here at ICMP, he is one of the technicians in the studio and uh, our live venue, and he has just been so so helpful to us in helping us set up this room with the mics and I didn't know anything about setting up for a podcast you know I'd, I, my knowledge is put a 58 in and hope for the best <laughs> like you know but he he really helped us out and gave us some great feedback and he's just a genuine legend here at ICMP so thank you so much Cam we really appreciate thank it you, um, Charlie so Charlie Tucker one of John's oldest friends I've known him for a while he's an my boy. amazing guy but he has been the creative visual vision for Behind the Beat. He bought us the logo the first time when we started two odd years ago. And actually from that initial logo, and you'll know it because it's on the artwork that you're seeing on the podcast right now, that was the conduit for everything else. And it gave us a gave us an aesthetic straight away. An identity, is, man. An identity within that first thing. And we couldn't have done that without him. So, Charlie, thank you so much. And all of these people will be linked in the show notes. Please check them out. Charlie is a videographer yeah, by trade photography. Like, check him out.
0: Work with him, he. You won't work with a nicer person. Char- I mean, Charlie's Charlie did all the videos, all the all videos, the photos you see. Basically, everything kind of visual Charlie has yes. has done, and he's also done a lot of stuff for our trio as well. Yeah. so big shout out to he's, Charlie.
1: He's amazing. Um, so following on from that, with the the sound side now and yes. behind the sound, <laughs> behind the sound, that could be the next company. Um, <laughs> but when we recorded the videos, obviously a huge amount goes into engineering that room and. I cannot believe, and I say this with no ego, how good just drums and bass sound on those videos. And that's really in no short part thanks to Adam Kane. So Adam was our engineer. Adam, thank you so much. Not only did you do such an incredible job for us, but also you were so passionate about it. And you made us more passionate when we were like dying and knackered and thought, oh God, we've got to film another scene now. And he was just so positive and just such a lovely person to be around. So, Adam, thank you so much. Um, the very first episode, the um, the John Mayer trio, we originally saw this product as kind of having the extra parts in, so guitars and things like that. And we wanted to do um, a sort of intro experience to our live shows, which is basically where we play a huge medley of famous songs that feature famous rhythm sections which actually is, has been a lot of fun to do that and we'll, we'll be looking to expand that as we go into the next tour but Dan Booth who is one of our ex-students here at ICMP and is doing a fantastic job smashing in his it. career just smashing it we always knew he would but he did all of our guitars and not only did he do our guitars but the speed and efficiency at which he would send stuff back to us and it was basically flawless.
0: And I it was just like, you know an a, hour later yeah. it was there. I sent him a voice note one day. I was like, this is what I want. And yeah. he literally I think ten minutes later yeah. he sent it back.
1: I was like, yeah. what it's the like, hell? Oh, how have you done that? So Dan, thank you so much. We really appreciate all of your work. And then finally one of our our oldest friends as well, Paul Stambra, who has been basically very useful for for you and in particular of getting the drum sound right for the backing tracks and all of that stuff and has been an amazing resource to feedback on mixes and stuff like that so all of the quality of the product is coming from a huge amount of people and we just wanted to say a big thank you to them publicly because we couldn't have done it without you so thank you so much to each and every one of you and mate just to i think tie this episode Mm. off I'd like to say thank you to you. Oh, I would say thank you to
0: you too. I'm not going to, but I would. (laughs) You'd like to. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to, but I can't. No, No, and here's to, here's to, I mean, launching, here's to the future of this company. Yeah. Here's to load more uh, podcast episodes and um, here's to just having a glorious time. Amen to that. Let's, I tell you, let's cast
1: out, I don't do this very often, the old manifestation thing, but I think for this it would be quite appropriate. Let's cast out into season two and the next phase of our project together. What do you want to get out of the next phase of this? So season two of Behind the Beat and season two of the podcast, which will be coming back probably sort of later on this year. We'll see you guys again on the pod later on this year. But what do you want to get out of that? What would you like to see us do?
0: I think for the next season, I... Now that we've kind of established everything, I'd like to m- get some more challenging rhythm sections in there. Yeah. I think we've already decided roughly what we're yes, going to be doing. Yes, we have got so some ideas, definitely. The first ones were kind of like setting the bar, I suppose, and obviously like getting us into season one. I think season two is going to be a lot more advanced. Yeah, um, I'll definitely have to get my double bass pedal out well, for a couple too. of them. Well, my double, well, for one double fingers. Them, <laughs> double fingers. <laughs> And I think just pushing it a little yeah. bit more and now we've got everything set up and I think touring. Yeah. And I'd just like to kind of maybe at the end of maybe the second season of the podcast, I'd just like to have, you know, quite a few monthly listeners. That's yeah. that's a real goal for me, is people that regularly tune in to hear what we're doing. Yeah. And 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 get some we've also got some very exciting guests a season two that we'll probably sort of talk about and maybe release some teasers on the Instagram and the YouTube and stuff, but for sure some quite sort of high profile guests as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think what about you? Uh, All of that for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I think
1: one thing I'm really excited about is the webinar. So the monthly webinar. So, you know, those of us, uh, those of you, sorry, who join us on Patreon and sign up for the, the, um, pause I forgot the name of the fucking package (laughs) so all of that that you just said 100% um, but also I would
0: start again because it wasn't quite recording go from now
1: yeah same everything you just said for sure Um, and also I'm really excited about the monthly webinar stuff because it's basically the next level of this really it's it's us chatting but also we get to hear back from people there and then so I'm very excited about that so The monthly webinar is tied to Behind the Beat and our Patreon package. So if you go to our Patreon page and sign up for the Solid Pocket uh, tier, you will be joining our monthly webinar, which will basically be an opportunity for us to not only explore things on the podcast in more detail, things from Behind the Beat in more detail, but also for you to help shape this company with us. And that's the biggest thing for me is bringing more people into this community and learning from them and hearing what they want to do and being able to respond to our community. The great thing about being in education is you're constantly responding to what people need. And I think we can offer a lot for that. So I'm really excited to see where the webinar goes. Um, I think as well, like the touring for sure. But what I'm really excited about is the conversations. That's what this has all been about Mm -hmm. for me is like the conversations and the community. So yeah, I mean... Season 2 of both Beats and Best Friends and Behind the Beat it's going to be a very exciting time and then of course we'll be looking at season 3 and and beyond it's just it's been a joy so final question what's the biggest thing you're taking away from the whole experience right to the end of season oh, 1 God keep it keep dang. it short keep it like instinctive but what what are you leaving with I think hard
0: work and
1: passion He's off. Love it. I am leaving with trust, love, and laughter. Beautiful. Someone get this kid a mic to drop! <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we love you all. Thank you so much for joining us on season one. We'll see you on the webinar. We'll see you live. We'll see you soon.
0: Take care. Episode 10 done. Bye! Season one done. <laughs> Toodles! Bye! been listening to beats and best friends a behind the beat production it was recorded at icmp queens park the intro music features john harris on drums ben jones on bass adam goldsmith on guitar and nick very on keyboards
1: thanks for stopping by and we'll see you on the next session